Hi, and welcome to Digital Noir Presents, a podcast loosely based around life in a digital studio. I'm your host, Sam Davies, and with me this week I have lead designer here at Digital Noir, Nick Bozick, and also Christopher Mavs, who heads up our front-end development team. In our chat this week, we sat down and had a talk about culture in the workplace. Enjoy. I don't really like the word culture, but I find more and more clients and and people I meet um, out in the world ask us about our culture and they say, what do you guys do to to get your culture or do you work about on your culture? Do you think about your culture? I always find the question a little bit unsettling, but I thought it would be interesting talking to you guys about it, seeing as you're in the culture and you are the culture and sort of your take on it because, I don't know, I'm probably a bit biased as well. I thought it'd be really interesting, Nick, seeing as you've basically been in the business since the very early days, how you've seen kind of culture grow and what maybe what you think culture is as well. Well, I mean, I guess the culture in, I mean, we're talking about office culture mainly. Office culture, yeah. yeah. So I guess it's, you know, the, the vibe, you know, when you come to the office in the morning, the kind of vibe that you get, you know, basically, you know, the moment you get out of bed in the morning, you kind of want to come to work. So that's what we're trying to trying to achieve mm-hmm. here in the office, trying to a friendly vibe with everyone. But obviously, you know, the people in the office have a big deal uh, yeah. to do with that. So, so that I think that's the goal, right? So, I've talked to established businesses that have more staff than us, like you know, twenty staff, thirty staff, and they say, "How are we going to improve our culture?" And I always think, like, well, I don't know, make it a nicer place to work or, or, or it, I feel like it kind of starts from the top down. It's not something you can just magically click your fingers and go, now we have good culture. Yeah, and I feel like it's more of an ongoing issue than just like, kind of like something you can really fix pretty quickly. And, and also I think like when you talk about office culture, um, a lot of it's kind of formed outside the office, you know what I mean? Like through like doing stuff together with the people in your office. So do you think that that kind of building a relationship with your co-workers outside of work and work facilitating, you know, extracurricular activities helps that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've like, I mean, we've been pretty lucky here. We got to go to, to Bali um, together. Yeah. But, I mean, that was, that was a good, you know, like culture building um, kind of activity. I think it's definitely part of it, but I think the day-to-day has a lot to do with it as well, right? You know, just the way you kind of treat each other, the things, yeah, you kind of maybe, if you're hanging out at lunch or you sit at your desk and sort of on the computer. It's probably interesting from your point of view, Christo, because you've kind of come in later in the piece and instead of we have an established kind of, we have an established business and established brand and and established relationships within the business. So you've sort of come in and having to fit into that. Like, did you see, okay, before you came into the business, did you see, did you think there was a culture or there was like a thing about the business that you were like, oh, that looks cool or that looks, I don't, I don't like that, whatever it was. And then once you came in, was it different than you thought or? I don't know. No, I mean, when I sort of came in, it seemed like you guys were all pretty cool and you all got along pretty well. And um, to be honest, I think that's a big part of this, a big part of it though, is just kind of hiring the right people who also fit into your culture. Yeah. Um, no, it seemed like a cool place. And do you think that, so like, you know, these day and age you sort of have to be you know we're trying to be inclusive with our hiring practices and we're trying to you know we're not just saying let's just you know like Silicon Valley thing yeah, just yeah. like cherry picking the kind of you know the, the frat pack or whatever it yeah, is like, which yeah. they get told they do a lot yeah. like trying to get a broad cross section of people in the business which helps the culture I think yeah but like it, it there is a part of and, and we've been through this I suppose finding people that 
that gel within the kind of flow. It doesn't mean they have to all be the same type of people, but like just fit in. I think there's probably a certain kind of undercurrent within a business of like the, the vibe. Yeah, you sure. I mean, I think you can hire a lot of different people and have them all kind of fit in the same culture though, for sure. Like, um, they don't necessarily all have to be the kind of, you know, same demographic, same type, but they can all still get along really well. Like, you know, very different people. I reckon there's this like misconception that there's like, so like, I think our kind of industry, the tech industry kind of made this whole culture thing popular again. I think probably back in the day, culture was more of a part of work. So people went out for drinks and there was more social yeah. activities. And I don't know, maybe in the 70s, 80s, you know, kind of corporate culture really took over and there's this kind of office you know, vibe and competition and kind of yeah, top-down sure. hierarchy. Kind of went through a bit of a phase and now it's coming back. Yeah, but like, so, but, you know, people think, you say culture, and I think people think like beanbags and, you know, like flexi work hours and, and you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that vibe. Like, I think you could have all sorts of different cultures within your organisation. Like, it doesn't just have to be kind of hacky sack. Yeah, I think, but I think also, you know, the actual office space does affect, like, the mood of everyone. Yeah, I mean, if you, go, if you go into an office where everyone's in a tiny cubicle, then, you know, it's definitely a different vibe than to somewhere that's, you know, a nice space with plants and things like that. I mean, some people do like that, though, as well, right? Like, it just depends on the kind of person yeah, you have I guess and the so. kind of community, you know? Maybe you just want to have your own little space <laughs> to hide away. It's, uh, like, I think it's, it's definitely something that you have to keep working on. And I suppose it's been interesting for us. So our business has grown, you know, from a few people to nine or ten people in the last couple of years and even from that stage from going from five people to, to eight people like practices that would just kind of just happen now we're sort of having to write down and think about and have you know standard operating procedures and kind of protocols in place so that if we go to that next level it's like well this is how we do things at Digital Noir it's kind of written, yeah. written down and not I mean, just the gut feel I know it's kind of something funny when I came on board like I think you guys were starting to grow a little bit and then there were kind of things just because you were a pretty small group you actually had to start to think about things like oh okay how are new people coming on board perceiving us and how are they going to fit in and, you know, do all these things that we take for granted. Yeah. And, like, things like... like So we used to, like, play cards at work or we had a table tennis table at the first office and, you know, like, it got to a point where we are like, having a scheduling time to, mm. to do fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we're busy as well, so... But I think those, those asides, like, table tennis at the first office was a really good opportunity for a lot of us to get to know each other. Yep. It's just a simple thing. Mm. It doesn't have to be table tennis. It could be anything, but, like, getting outside of work for a second... And, and communicating outside of office hours is, is really mm-hmm. a good way to get to know like your co-workers. Yeah. yeah. Well, how much effort do you actively put into trying to build a, a workplace culture, would you say? Like, none. <laughs> well, it just like, comes naturally. To, his, historically you know, not. Like, I, I suppose I'm kind of a relaxed person initially, so I just wasn't... Like a, I think it stems from the, you know, from the leader or from the person that sets up the business initially. Yeah. Like I had, but I probably had quite strong opinions on like, I don't like corporate culture. Yeah. So I suppose, you know, my point of, my beliefs kind of flowed into it. Like I, I never yeah. wanted to have like a, a corporate kind of business. Yeah. I didn't want to have this kind of top down. Like I always wanted to be fairly open and because mm-hmm. I didn't like what I had bosses with, you know, I, I hated that kind of like, yeah, I'm sure. boss and you guys are. No, totally. I think that definitely yeah, reflects on it as well, for sure. I think, so, so, so that's a lie. Like I, I do think about it, I just don't think about it in the term culture. It was more like, if I'm going to hire people, then they should be kind of considered equal. Like, and, you know, if not do better yeah, stuff than, yeah. than I can. I think, I mean, during, during hire, um, you know, when you're hiring someone new, um, their, their personality is one of the assets that go along with the skill set. Yeah, totally. You know, you, know, if, you mm. know, if you have a bad personality, then you're not going to drive well with your co-workers and therefore 
just bring everyone yeah. else down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you work and stuff. But so I mean, I think I think I mean some people do need to practice their personality, personality in you know, in a sense. Obviously, you can't change your personality, but it's probably a, it's probably a different conversation. But I think I've always kind of higher on personality mm. and. You know, put probably skill set second, yeah. which has worked yeah. in some cases, but it hasn't worked in. And people, some people are just good at interviewing, which is hard yeah, to, exactly. Yeah, sure. That doesn't matter. One thing I've seen, and I think this is probably like broadly what is really important with culture, and like I've had family members that have been in this position, is that I think the number one thing is just actually giving staff a voice. So I think people that in in a job, and I don't know if any of you've been in a job like this before. Mm-hmm. Where you, you don't have you don't feel like you can have a say. You feel like if you say if you come up with an idea, then the boss might steal it, or mm. some management might. Yeah. Or yeah. like you just don't feel like you have any voice within the organization. Yeah. At that point, you kind of you know you just come into work, you know, nine to five, and just you get, check, get yeah. your money, yeah, and yeah. you know you don't feel like you're sort of bought into it. So I suppose again, saying I haven't thought about culture. I suppose I'd always thought about making something for the team, like mm-hmm. making it a, a team environment, yeah. Yeah. especially what we do, like we, we have to kind of work as a team. Mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't work if it was just me barking orders. Like it definitely, yeah. definitely work. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess that's it though, right? Like culture is just yeah, about supporting the team and keeping them happy and making sure they all gel well together, keep yeah. things moving forward. I, mean, I imagine it gets much more difficult too when the team gets like bigger and bigger because you just have so. less control mm-hmm. over that. So I've, I've had chats with, with people that run businesses with, yeah, 30, 60 people and like yeah. all of a sudden going, Fitbit's actually kind of, so we, we had all bought Fitbits for all the stuff and it was kind of a process getting everybody on board to actually kind mm-hmm. of go through that process of doing the steps or whatever, like getting, yeah. actually getting mm-hmm. on board. But for example, in a 60 person company, it's like, we're going to have soft drinks available on Friday from the fridge <laughs> and then people are complaining that there's not, you know, Diet Coke or yeah. I like Fanta or, you know, yeah. Something that was considered to be like a fun thing, or like let's go, let's go to a restaurant on, on Wednesday for lunch, and oh, yeah, I don't yeah. like, you know, da da da, and then you have riffs and people kind of. Yeah, so you sure. say once you get a bigger organization, it's mm-hmm. I think it's harder to facilitate. Like you can't yeah. take sixty people to Bali. Yeah. yeah, or maybe that's the lesson there, right? Like culture has to be done in like you know Early managed stages. in or managed in like smaller teams rather than just that's like a big overall yeah. organizational kind of way. I think naturally, as you know, companies grow then groups form within the company yeah. and you obviously yeah, want the yeah. culture to kind of be present in all those little groups it's like that what's that stat that they say it's like you only have like a hundred a hundred meaningful connections in yeah. your life or something like that sure like 108 or whatever is that any one time yeah I think oh so. okay yeah, cool yeah. I know that yeah so, yeah so they say like once you exceed that then it's not like a meaningful connection with someone yeah it's even kind of like an associate I don't know even a hundred sounds like a lot right? yeah. like maybe. I think it's a hundred or maybe it's like I don't know yeah, social media stuff. But that, that makes sense. I mean, you can only you think about like your life and your friends and stuff. You, you've got you've got a broad cross section of people that you sort of mm-hmm. you talk to every now yeah, and then. Exactly. But there's really only a tight group that you, yeah. you talk to a lot. Super yeah. regularly, yeah, for sure. I think that yeah, creating a like well, the core of it is then creating a safe environment where people feel like they want it. People feel like they have a voice. Yeah, it's it's a nice place visually and like stimulating to come in whatever whatever you kind of do like you don't want to come somewhere where it feels oppressive for whatever reason yeah obviously simple things like you don't want to feel like you're going to be discriminated against or feel yeah like, well, yeah if you're doing that I think yeah <laughs> but I mean lots of people I, and then there's this kind of Stockholm syndrome I think where people get you know people don't want to lose their jobs and you know, economy's not that great people yeah, get stuck yeah. in you know bad employment relationships yeah, where yeah. they kind of 
they don't want to be there, but they're too scared to get out. Mm. Well, how much do you think workplace culture actually affects the economics, like how well the business does directly? Like, if you could measure that. I th- a lot, I reckon. Yeah, I, I think, tend to agree. I think the, the, the main thing it, it would uh, affect is kind of... Uh, like how long your staff stay on for. So I think yeah, for sure, yeah. Turnover. And like having turnover, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably number one. Yeah, definitely. But then, you know, there's heaps of flow-on effects from that. If you've got low turnover, then one, you're sort of fostering good talent over time. Mm. The longer you work somewhere, sort of the more ingrained you get, the more you know the business, yeah. more you know. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And yeah, teaching yeah. someone completely new, yeah, it's like a lot of work. And also you feel like more tied to the people there. It's like kind of like a family kind of thing. Yeah. And from our point of view, because we're a service business, like it's different, I suppose, if you're a factory or whatever, but not really. Like, mm. I think if you look at, I don't know, like Zappos is big, you know, or the Amazons of the world or the Googles of the world, which are, you know, giants, mm. but their culture is part of their marketing as well. Like, people go, oh, wow, it'd be amazing to work at Google yeah. because whatever. Yeah. The benefits, whatever. So I think people looking into an agency like us mm-hmm. go, oh, that looks like a cool place to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're cool people doing. I mean, cool I think things. people definitely, yeah, for sure, work harder as well if they appreciate the culture because they really, you know, they kind of realize how lucky they are to be there, and they kind of have a lot more passion just for the workplace in general. Otherwise, you know, yeah, like you said, they're just sort of come five o'clock. They're like, all right, check. yeah, time to go home. What can we do to improve the culture? For improve. Well, what's a different word for culture? I hate the word culture in this context. Attitude. I don't know. Yeah. Attitude or. I don't, I don't know. Just. Just getting along. Work life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I think they're different factors, yeah. right? Like, it's kind of... Basically, just making, like, your work life not feel like work. Yeah. I guess that's kind of the main thing. Because yeah. outside of, like, personal feelings and, like, team building, there's also, I suppose, like, a like an ethos, right? So, mm. like, ours is like, we give a damn or whatever it is. I've seen corporate companies go, right, we're going we're gonna to set ourselves, like, an ethos and it's going to be this golden standard. By, so, Digital Noir is going to be the the coolest web design agency in Adelaide and then every morning we're going to like repeat the ethos mm, and like yeah. trying to really end like it's some kind of strange yeah. but I mean I think like, a, like again I think that's much easier with small groups I think with like a much larger organisation there's like such a disconnect if you heard that you'd be like yeah alright you know I mean like you do your best but like it just doesn't sound doesn't but connect think, on a very personal level I think it's level. harder once you've got if you haven't been doing it for 10 years so if you, yeah, the company too, for sure, the company's yeah. like been pillaging the environment yeah, and then all of a sudden yeah. the next day we're like no we're environmentalists like it's going to be you're going to see a the slow change. proof in the pudding yeah, definitely. that actually takes effect. I think probably the people who are in the company, they probably fit into that yeah, ethos as well, right? So if you are pretty, whatever, environmentally not good, yeah. you're going to have a lot of people in the company who are already like that. And so it's going to be even, even tougher change than if you did start as someone who's like environmentally friendly because sure. those kinds of people are already on board. So again, like I, I think it does stem from, like you do have to have a, a kind of, Either, either a leader or a manager or a, a, a team that has kind of set the parameters of what the vision is for the for the business. Like we believe in, yeah. you know, we believe in giving people a voice. We mm-hmm. believe in you know, making it a fun environment. Mm-hmm. We believe in giving benefits where, you know, and that's whether or not it's written down or not in, in the early stages, but it probably mm-hmm. needs to be, you need to be consistent with it, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. That's probably it. Like if I... I, I correct me if I'm wrong I'm sure I've done it sometimes but if one day I come in and I'm like yeah, yeah like that's cool Nick like you know give me your thoughts the next day I'm like oh, shut up mm-hmm. don't talk about that <laughs> I'm the boss it would be one it would be it happens conflicting <laughs> 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 but yeah I think so consistency probably counts yeah. then too yeah for sure is it important like do you 
Well, not just yeah, not just consistency in actions, right? But yeah, like in like in different ways, like you know, you said like we we have it right written down on our branding, but then also you know we do have that belief, and then yeah, just well, it shouldn't like, just yeah. be like a something that it's not just a marketing. Yeah, point, like you, right? you got to practice it as well in like a few different ways. Yeah, it should be. I think it should be saying it's actually achievable, like something you mm. do believe in for the company, as opposed to yeah, just something that management has said or whatever, yeah, whatever that attitude is. Yeah, but, I don't know some of the banks and like insurance companies like the you know slogans are you know like for the people or like, what are, what are they yeah, what are the, I don't know what are the bigger like cultures what are the like, bigger organizations what are the kind of cultures they strive for I think people right. strive for the Google and the Amazon mm-hmm. and the and the you know, Zappos no, not all the, of them though, right like obviously the government I think banks wouldn't really strive for a Google kind of I mean Google is very special in image oh, you know banks have a different image yeah the, the government seems to have I got a few mates to work in government actually seems to have quite a forward-thinking, you know, policies oh, in okay, terms cool. of, like, like, flexi-work. Yeah, for sure, that's like, cool, yeah. You know, I suppose, like, you know, mental health at work and, you yeah, know, yeah. a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that sort of, yeah. I think also, like, gaming companies kind of have a similar, sure. um, like, way of working as, you know, like a, like a design studio like us. Yeah. But, I mean, some of them have, like, you know, 100, 200 staff. But obviously, they're kind of split into different teams. Yeah, I feel like part of that as well would be right. Like the thing we talked about, like you know, just having those people there. I think if you're going to a game studio, you're probably automatically like this, you know, pretty fun, creative person who you know has a lot of passion. Being so competitive, that would definitely help. So, but yeah, so I think, but so I was reading something today about Kiki K, the stationery shop. Yeah, like kooky stationery stuff. Mm -hmm. Like they did a massive internal kind of restructure, but they so they did things like. So they don't call they don't say customers anymore. They say guests. Oh, okay. And they don't say like sales anymore. They say oh, what was it? Something like uh, like treatment or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But just that just that little terminology like yeah. How did you treat that guest? Like it just changes as opposed to the way you think about yeah. people coming into your store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which then gets staff thinking you know oh these are actually you know not just mindless customers coming yeah, in there. Yeah. But I think. In a big organization like that, then maybe that's how you have to start changing mm. things, like yeah, how you true. think yeah. about. But I wonder how long like things like that would work in the long term, right? Because I mean, I think first, first of all, you kind of treat them as guests, and you're like, oh, cool, they're guests. But then after a while, you know, those guests, the word, the word guest just becomes, you know, customers again. So like, I wonder, yeah. yeah. I guess you got to keep long term. How effective yeah. that is, yeah. Keep it fresh, <laughs> consistently. I guess just keep it, yeah. Keep it fresh, yeah. <laughs> Refreshing the terminology. Yeah, I think like that will happen like as we grow, as any business grows, like it becomes harder to, to maintain. Mm-hmm. I heard um, Andre from Vino Mofo talk a lot about because they had a really good culture, mm-hmm. which I think was probably similar to kind of how our side initially, like they just were a bunch of guys, like wine, mm-hmm. having fun, mm-hmm. fun environment. The culture stemmed from it, kind of. But then they got 150 people or whatever, you know, yeah. and the, he's talking about, I don't, I can't know everybody's name. Like, you know, it's, it's a bigger yeah, organization yeah. than me now. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, that's things happening and little clicks and different subsets yeah. forming and like different... Well, I guess in a big, yeah, big organization like that, you just have to manage the clicks individually, right? Like, you know, on like a small level, you just have to say, just by the way, like culture is important and just make sure they're doing their best. I think we said before about like, yeah, breaking into smaller teams and having yeah. like, you know, team leaders that are kind of like driving that. And yeah. not, I, I think I think people fall into the habit in cor- bigger corporate of, making it top-down kind of mantra, do this, yeah. we do this, rather than taking it back to the roots of being like, oh, let's actually have some fun at work and yeah. let's like give maybe give middle managers more power to, you know, 
take people out on a, on a, yeah, a picnic yeah. or you know. and I think there probably would be advantages too right to being a big organisation like say they're like a massive number of small groups you know things like competition that'll be a lot stronger which you know like healthy competition that's yeah. like a massive driver I've got a, a mate that works for Ticketmaster in London and they've got their office is nuts they've got one of those like slippery dip offices what? like oh, really sick. cool office <laughs> but they've got amazing like cultures they do like all yeah. these kind of like inter-office kind of like Olympics and games and yeah like, that'd be cool yeah. yeah just keep the kind of community really it's about com- community is probably a better word than yeah culture. that's a good one yeah yeah because that's kind of what you're trying I think to that do. makes more sense as well yeah like we're saying like it's more difficult to organise a larger community right I think that's a good way, good way to yeah, describe it yeah sure and how like large communities kind of need to be broken up don't they yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we done talking about culture? Thanks, so. sir. We wrap it up somehow. Yeah, we can edit this out. Yeah, we can. Um, How do we wrap it up? Just um, cut this part out. Yeah. <laughs> David, David, can wrap it up. Is? Define. So is culture really not how the outside perceives you, but just how the internal perceives you? Maybe talk or about perceives the company. Maybe talk about how it's individual responsibility as well to kind of work on it like it's not just management sure it's like each person has you know got to bring something to the table yeah okay so make sure you hire the right people to do that I mean obviously we can't define for everyone we just define for us as a as a question do you think how much is culture like a top down company led thing or how much do you think it actually becomes a responsibility of of the staff and the community I think I like community better than culture as Mm -hmm. a word what do you think? Yeah, I like community. I think it makes a lot more sense. And do you think it, the, onus, lot less the onus is on the community then to, to you know, keep there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's, yeah, it goes both ways, right? Like, I think it is on an individual level, but at the same time, if it's not supported by, you know, some kind of management, it's just, it's just going to kind of go, go astray and not end nicely. And do you think that, so that, that's like our community in, in our business, how much of that then is outsiders looking in? Like that, do you think they think about culture when they look at us? Do you think that's important for for our for our clients? And I think so. Yeah. I think it makes yeah, it makes it more exciting. I think definitely yeah. And I think they'll. What about for someone like you know, big like Woolworths or like you know Coles? Does, does that change like a, a consumer's decision of where they shop if they know that people have been treated fairly? I think it probably kind of does. I think it, yeah, it does definitely to an extent. Yeah, like if you don't want to shop where somewhere where everyone's like miserable. <laughs> it does. It does bleed through. Like, I mean you've. I mean, you look at like, all the advertising campaigns. It I mean, always has a person in there. You know, it's always smiling, like, happy person. Yeah, it's like yeah, you know, like, yeah. A, like a company just built up of people. Yeah, and pe- all these people represent for sure. Like company. a big part of advertising campaigns, you're right. Would be like you know showing like a lot of happy, smiling people yeah. in the company. Like you know, it's not just going to be stock yeah. images of landscapes. I think that's actually a good good place to kind of sum it up. It's a company is made up of people, mm-hmm. and you need to basically look after your people, which makes a good community. Exactly. Which equals good sure, culture. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really mean you need beanbags to do that. No. But they, they help though. <laughs> There's no beanbags. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think from, from the outside looking in, you know, if you're a client, a customer, a guest, whatever you are, mm-hmm. looking into, um, into, you know, buying something from that company, then, yeah. then you obviously want to see that that company is, is built with real people. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, just kind of a company that's just a wheel turning, you know. And I think as well, when you when you look at a company and you kind of look at their culture, you kind of think about the way you're going to engage with them as well, right? And you think, you know, they've got a really fun, positive culture and they're going to bring that to the table for, you know, your yeah. meetings. Mm-hmm. 
and there's a big like lots of people talking about the difference between my generation and above we've sort of you know told you know get a job work hard and 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 probably a bit more of that kind of stick to it to stick to itiveness whereas you know the yeah, younger, like push through the kind of yeah the younger yeah, generation yeah. is kind of you know people say entitled or whatever but i think probably just smarter in that you know, they don't <laughs> If something is shit, then well, I'm going to leave. There's a better know? option, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, like, I think older generations look at it like, how are we going to like keep the millennials because they they're so they flitter around and they want to jump to different jobs. But yeah. if you supply like a, a nice, happy, warm place for people to work, yeah. But I wonder what how how has that come about, right? Like you said, like the I guess workplace community culture, whatever, has it seems like it's improved over the last whatever 30, 50 years. Yeah. What would that be the result of? Well, I think no. I think it's. I think it declined. I think it was probably better, you know, sort of oh, early twentieth yeah, sure, sure. century, maybe even you know up into the fifties, sixties, and then it's kind of, you know, the whole industrialization of you know people, you know, sort of just like that. Kind yeah, of, and just kind of treating people more like guess drones. Yeah. Yeah. And like industries changing again. I think I think there's a driving force of people that actually care about not just care about the bottom dollar. So you know, great stuff's cheap at you know Costco, but at what what are the greater costs of that the social costs or environmental yeah, costs or yeah I think you're getting people are getting more savvy about that well Costco is a good example like you go in there and everyone who works there is wearing casual clothes yeah with like a name tag people love work Costco's got a great go- like people yeah. love working there. I've yeah, spoken yeah. to people that work there and they yeah. like it's a it's a great place to work yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I, I went there um over the weekend and yeah everyone there like seems really happy they're all like you know talking to each other and yeah. people coming in yeah I barely moved when I was there, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you buy? Uh, uh, croissants. A, rid- a ridiculous amount. 77 yeah. croissants. It was like, yeah, it was like 12 for like $7. Yeah. I have like a whole cupboard full of napkins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to use. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bought like, bought like five massive bottles of um, tomato sauce. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Delicious. Sweet baby rays. 12 yeah. liters of sweet baby rays. <laughs> <laughs> finish with Costco yeah it's a good place to finish yeah, we're going to so, go out and get some uh, sweet baby rays this podcast has yeah. been brought to you by Costco <laughs> sweet baby rays <laughs> and Kiki K <laughs> appreciate the <that> support <laughs> we'll uh, catch you next time see ya